0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin A.C., Padres, beat writer for the Union Tribune. I'm in Peoria, Arizona. Padres play the A's today. Very excited. Fernando Tatis Jr. back in the lineup. My boss, uh, Jay Posner, he's over on the other side of the screen if you're watching us live. He's back in San Diego wearing his WBC hat. 2017, we were just talking about the Adam Jones catch at, uh, at Petco Park. And, and who hit that ball and gave him a hat uh, a hat tip there?
1: I believe that was the uh, gentleman who now plays third base for the Padres. Uh,
0: yes. What a moment. They, what a moment. They were teammates, incredible.
1: of course, in Baltimore at, at the uh, at the time. And today is the fourth anniversary of. Uh, and Adam Jones Kent. is
0: in, is a San Diegan. I mean, that is a San Diego moment, Jay. It, it absolutely. Did is. You have be on
1: I was just going to say that will be on the list. You know, we just did that big list of all the great moments that. At Qualcomm, Jack Murphy, and uh, there were so many that were left off because, I mean, we couldn't do them all. But when we get to a 20-year retrospective of Petco, which is coming up here in a couple of years, uh, that Adam Jones catch will be very high on the list. Along with, hopefully, some moments this year that people will be able to witness in person. Um, (laughs) Since the season starts, I believe it's exactly two weeks and two hours from as we tape this, and a little less than two weeks, when uh, most people hear this,
0: it uh, there were some moments last year. Of course, they lacked the fans, but there were some big moments last year. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah. the, come, the comeback
1: it, against Seattle always uh, comes to mind. The the Will Myers homer, and of course, the home runs in the playoff game. Right. Um, against clinching
0: the, the, the clinching against the Mariners clinching the uh the, the playoffs right. uh, I gotta think um, gosh I can't remember exactly what but a couple Tatis homers that were just I mean you were next to me on one of them and we just both talked about if there yeah. were fans there the place might have come down oh yeah um, yeah so all right so like I mentioned there at the top Fernando Tatis Jr. after uh what uh five games out is uh, playing again today he said some general body soreness it's my understanding uh slammed into the ground uh they're being very careful with him why not uh jay what did you think about my newsletter earlier this week where i talked about fernando tatis jr absolutely cannot change the way he plays but he can figure out when to alter how he plays
1: Wait! Nobody told me I was supposed to read the newsletter, oh. I, I subscribe I subscribed to it to get, you know, to get the numbers up. But no, of course, I, I, I actually I get a sneak preview of it when you're when you're putting it together, and occasionally we'll offer you a uh, a quick suggestion or, or maybe a, a, a typo or something like that. But I, I thought that was very thought that was very well said. What you uh, what you pointed out. I, I don't think he should change the way he. He plays. I, I do think he should change the way he plays in March, and at, and even at other times when you know maybe a game is ten to one yes. or yes. something like that. I I just think you know you certainly don't want to you don't want to rein him in. I mean he is Fernando Tatis Jr. because of how he plays the game in large part, and you don't want to take that away from him. But you would like to see him just be a little more judicious in when. He does yeah. things like scoring from third base on a sacrifice on a on a little pop up. We know he can do that. We've seen him do it. I, I don't think that you know doing it on March thirteenth or whatever the date was is probably the right uh, the right time for it.
0: It's such a silly topic to think to change the way he plays um, that it almost feels weird and dumb talking about it. However, but these games don't count. Yeah, you know. it is something that people bring up, and it is something that veteran players say. And have since he got into the league, he will learn how to do it. He box mm-hmm. at it like we're talking to, We're telling him to not run hard to first. Um, you know, no, <laughs> so that's not what it is. Um, so, uh, but it's just so important, Jay. I got to tell you these injuries, and I don't got any skin in the game except I want to s- cover a good team for once. Um, but <laughs> these injuries, as Trent Grisham with the hamstring, Austin Nola with the finger, uh, Tatis, you know, kind of. Uh, had the flu and and he's basically uh, missed as much as he's played. They feel like it's higher stakes now. It's like it's like it actually matters when good players get hurt on this team now. Right. And I also wonder at what point, you know, it's
1: such a long season and you know, you're going to be good. There's there's this sort of a temptation, I would think, where, well, if we give the guy a couple days now, we'll be okay because, you know, look, we're going to be playing in October. But at some point, you can't. You, you know, you're not going to be able to keep doing that because you're going to have to put teams out there that can win games. Now, if you can win without that happening, that's great. But you're not going to want to just sort of toss away a week here and a week there uh, because you say, "Well, the guy's going to be okay if we do this." I mean, it, it's kind of a fine line. It's going to be really interesting to see how how Jace Tingler manages it. Obviously, in conjunction with the front office, with the training staff, with the players themselves, um, you know, you don't want guys to to really play when they're hurt and risking doing something uh, even worse. But look, everybody gets hurt. Everybody plays with pain and that sort of thing. So there is a there is a line there where they're going to have to have to watch and be careful and 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 decide who plays when. Uh, You know, we keep hearing, well, if it was the regular season. He'd be out there. Um, Okay, hopefully that's the case, because when it does come time to the regular season, you know, they don't want to have three or four starters sitting on the bench.
0: No. And I'll say this. He stayed and I don't know exactly what it was, but he had a shoulder thing last year. Uh, kind of up around in the back uh, area that he played through most of the year. Now, I'm not saying it was severe. I honestly don't know the severity, but I know that it was there. This kid plays less than 100%. I believe that he would have played this week or at least maybe maybe would have sat a game or something, and they right. would have told us, oh, it's just for rest, um, and, uh, and, and and then we, none of us would have been the wiser. Uh, moving on to a more, what I think is, because I think Trent Grisham is going to get back to uh, doing some uh, running and and be able to go on opening day, but the one where where uh, there, there is some concern because, you know, he's good and – one of the guys behind him who would have to play maybe isn't quite ready in terms defensively uh, is Austin Nola. Austin Mm -hmm. Nola fractured his finger. It was last Saturday, I believe. It's in his receiving hand. Good in some ways, bad in others. You know, he is catching balls at 100 miles an hour, uh, and he doesn't grip that thing. Uh, You know, he's got to grip the glove, and then he's got a bat, of course, and he's right-handed, so right down there the bottom hand. My understanding, there is a scenario, once they get the swelling down and they see any tests it here in the next couple days, that he's ready for opening day uh, that's not what anyone is counting on and we're talking about a week to 10 days at the start of the season and Victor Caratini who I think we've talked about here before I know I've written about it very good behind the plate and then Luis Campusano, every team wanted every team wanted Mackenzie Gore and every team wanted Luis Camposano the Padres absolutely not untouchable Luis Camposano they believe is going to be a really really good player a really good hitting catcher in this league and they think he can hit right now fine mm-hmm. This is not optimal. All right. It's not a disaster. It's seven to 10 days. The guy's going to be fine. You just got done watching Francisco Mejia for a couple of years. The Padres are going to be fine. But um, this is this is an issue.
1: If you've got seven to 10 games or whatever, you can have Caratini probably catch as many as eight of those. I would think, Um, mm-hmm. you know, so you, probably not much of an issue. I don't know that, you know, long term. If this was if this was a couple months, you know, you'd be that's a, great a little point. more concerned about maybe those two guys. Uh, that, like
0: if it comes really down good. to that, Caratini hasn't been an everyday guy. That is a great point, Jay. But if Nola were to get hurt long term, uh, let's be honest, this guy's pain tolerance is pretty good since he played with a fractured bone in his foot all right. of last season. Uh, but this is in that hand, and I already talked about why that's important. So and that to me is the injury, right? Right,
1: there. and we don't know with Camposano exactly. You know how much progress has he made? Uh, I, I haven't seen. I, I don't think any. I haven't watched. It hasn't a lot been great, Dave. Eh? Hasn't been good.
0: It hasn't been huh? great, and that's with my eyes. And I'm always up front. I'm not a yep. coach, not a scout. Watch a lot of baseball. Talk to baseball people, and all of us agree. Those of us who don't know anything and those who do <laughs> hasn't been good. But like you know, look, just that. I'm glad we put it in perspective. We're talking about two, three games that the guy is going to play if all goes according to plan. Right.
1: Right. And, and I think in that case, you know, you, you, the Padres have to hope that he doesn't cause any serious damage or whatever in those, in if those you're games. a really good
0: team and your weakness is one guy, I mean, okay, score six runs. I mean, right. right.
1: You know, like, well, if right. Really and, if, team, and you have, if Grisham's back and you, and you still have uh and, and fam and, and Myers appear to be okay at the moment. Um, so, you know, that that kind of thing seems to be where they should be able to score runs. I mean, that's this this lineup is built to score runs, and we've talked before about guys are going to be in this lineup who can hit. Um, there was a quote the other day from Tingler, I think it was, about you know, you if you're going to be in this lineup, you've got to get on base and you've got to and you've got to hit. Um that's, so that's I I think they're, they're willing to to give up a little bit on the defensive end. You don't really want to give that up at catcher, but as we said, if it's just for a couple games, I, I wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be too concerned.
0: I covered a guy named Mike Piazza back in uh <laughs> back in the day and he's in the Heard hall of him. fame. You know what? He wasn't great back there. <laughs>
1: <He was laughs> and not, I'm not he, saying
0: Camposano will come out hitting like Piazza, but <laughs> right, right. Piazza made himself he and Piazza got better
1: through the years, but you know, nobody Long ever career. confused him with uh with guys winning gold gloves uh back there, but he made he made up for it in uh in other ways, and it doesn't seem like at the moment there are any other everyday guys to be concerned about. I mean, Myers—that that wasn't anything.
0: He major, bounced back real quick. Uh, he's been moving fam, fine out there. Been um, coming around. Whew, man has fan been coming around. Holy smokes! As bad as he looked, as he's you know adjusting the contacts and and all that, um, he's looked that good in the last five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, And, and, and I go back even to before he started this hitting streak and where he's what, I think seven of 12 or six of 12, uh, in the last four games, uh, he was hitting the ball much better. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a huge relief for everybody. $8.9 million, uh, you know, a a two war guy out there. If not more, if he's not better, uh, if he gets back to the form that he had, um, that, that's just a huge relief, uh, for, for the Padres. Right. There. I love Blake. Yeah, I love I Blake.
1: Snell's, I love Blake Snell's quote about
0: him. Couldn't be any more motivated. He's just, uh, you know, sleeps with his bat. Uh, <laughs> and, and that is, Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with that. You read the story that uh, I wrote a couple weeks ago about Tommy Pham, And I think that some of the things he says rub people the wrong way. Tommy Pham believes in himself. Mm-hmm. Tommy Pham wants to be the best and Tommy Pham is really good. it it. He is, uh, He's a different cat, and it is huge. You know, he is 33 years old. Right. Um, he has got, a, got beat up last year. He had a, kind of a rough off offseason. Um, there were questions, and this is absolutely a, a great sign uh, that he, he's doing well. Uh, the Will Myers thing is probably something to keep an eye on. I mean, he has inflammation in his knee. Uh, you're looking at this guy to play 150 games. Uh, so and he's chasing balls out and, and some, you know, the, the parks they play, there's some right fields that are tricky and big right. and, you know, it's something to keep an eye on, but he's, he, he's fine. Uh, the other big issue is the pitching staff and I'm going to break it. I'm going to say it like that, right. The pitching staff, because we can talk about the rotation. We can talk about the bullpen, but they're kind of blended together and I'll, I'll, I'll get into it this way. Ryan Weathers is pitching, uh, starting on Saturday while well, you Darvish probable opening day starter that they won't say, uh, is going to pitch in a, a B game uh, or, or a SIM game, but we haven't, uh, or I'm an inner squad haven't found out yet Um, because whatever he's been virtually unhittable and you know, he can work back there. This is a huge game for Ryan Weathers. Mm -hmm. As far as mid-March games go, they do not have to say, or even identify for themselves, which one of these guys is going to be the fifth and or sixth starter. They can just carry Adrian Morahone, Mackenzie Gore, and or Ryan Weathers, and then see how it goes, you know, with those 24 games in 25 days, who's been used. So let's say that they want to use um, they want to use uh, Marahone, uh or, or Weathers in, in a game uh, out of the bullpen. Well, then that would mean that maybe Gore would start the sixth game or the eighth game or whatever. I believe that that's what they're going to do. They're going to carry two of those three guys, if not all three, depending on how other guys are doing and injuries and all that, because they need length out of the bullpen and they especially need it early in the season. No. And I, I,
1: I think it'll be interesting to see. And I, I, I like how, you know, Darvish won't pitch because it's the Dodgers Saturday, right? Um It is the so Dodgers Saturday. Not that they have, not that the Dodgers haven't seen Darvish before and it, up close uh a couple of years ago, but uh, uh you know, I guess that's one of those little games you play where why should we let them see uh, Darvish at this uh, at this point in the spring. Plus, it's good to put Weathers in there. And it's right. And the other side of it is, let's see what Ryan Weathers does against the Dodgers. I mean, we don't know what the Dodger lineup's going to look like, but you figure there's going to be at least some regulars that are mm-hmm. in there. So let's see what let's see what Weathers does. And and I'm 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 interested to see what it, what where are we on Mackenzie Gore after I think he's had one more outing since we talked last time. And it seemed it was sort of some of the same old stuff. He was, he was really good at times and really, really inconsistent. Uh,
0: that's, that's kind of what my answer was going to be is yeah. like, this, this outing wasn't um, as good, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. certainly, you know, the results, but man, there's time still. And I think that was really the question besides the command, which is still the issue. The question was, can this guy uh, be effective as effective as they think slash hope with his secondary pitches and he has been I mean they are really good the curve the changeup wow and he just needs to find the plate more and not get himself into bad situations uh, both in counts and with guys on the bases uh, because I'll tell you what he's got that big old leg kick and and teams are going to run on him uh, Mm -hmm. until he figures that out so you know Mackenzie Gore just needs to kind of tighten it up and he's going to be a heck of a pitcher. That's not a newsflash. Um, but, I mean, he's going to be a heck of a pitcher this year if he tightens it up. And, but that's where they're at. Right now, Weathers throws well on Saturday. I, it feels like one of those where, like, he throws well on Saturday. Go ahead and, and, and pencil that in with him uh, pitching for the Padres uh, start of the season. Adrian Morahone would really have to fall off to not be pitching. And, gosh, I'd put him in the lead for the fifth spot right now. Um, so, I mean, Adrian has been fantastic.
1: Who's in the fourth spot? Has Paddock been traded yet after uh, <laughs> after, after last night? So, it's, I, I don't know. I, it, I'm i sure there's panic all over certain uh, certain places uh, today. But uh, Paddock had pitched really well. He had a bad outing. Um you know he had a bad
0: outing, and I don't know if you watched it, Jay, on the on the yeah, the, the Cubs feed because it was available. Uh, but there may have been other things for you to do besides watch uh, a spring training game. Uh, there were a few, yeah. Yes, um, he was pitching really well even without his fastball. And so the narrative had he not left a fastball in the middle of the plate to Kyle Hendricks, and right. then. Falling apart, but let's just say he hadn't left a fastball in the middle of the plate to cut Kyle Hendricks and then had to face the top of the order and gotten out of the a scoreless um, second inning, which I think in like 10 pitches. Com- the narrative would have been yes, oh my gosh, finally, Chris Paddock's fastball wasn't working and he didn't get blown up because his cutter was better than ever. That's a pitch that he barely has thrown before. Mm-hmm. Um, curveball was okay, the changeup was still getting swing and miss is fastball just wasn't good last night. And it was, but like, usually fastball's not good disaster. He made a couple bad pitches last night that he paid for. I'm not trying to make excuses. This kid's got to get out of his head. He's got to, you know, got to get out of his own way and he's got to get consistency. He absolutely does, but it really, it just wasn't as bad as maybe the results were. And in spring training, that actually means something. Now you're saying that in April, May, June, July, that doesn't really mean anything. Saying right. it in spring, right. it does mean something.
1: And there don't seem to be—I mean—Darvish and Snell look even better than anybody could have expected. Even though, again, it's spring training, and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but they've looked—they've looked great. Musgrove—I uh, did watch a little bit of him the other day. I, I happened to watch when he was when he got hit uh, when he got hit by the line drive. But he's he's he can be fun to watch with the with the breaking stuff that he has. Uh, it, it's really really fun to watch the ball move uh, like that. But uh, I I think the you know they'll they'll be fine. They've got enough guys to fill to fill spots. I'm I'm wondering about the bullpen, uh, and then after that the bench. But wh- where do you think things stand on the bullpen with some of these is, some of these guys? It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, Austin Adams hasn't pitched in a while, and isn't scheduled to, as far as I can see, for a few days. Right. Um, so that's got a that almost sounds like he's headed for maybe for the injured list at the start of the uh, at the start of the season.
0: Uh, Michelle Bias hasn't pitched, uh, right. but he is, but he is back to throwing uh, on the side and is expected to get in a game soon. I don't know. I haven't seen the schedule out to, to Saturday yet. I mean, Pierce, you know, Pierce Johnson's going to miss a little bit of time. That's you know, that's the hope is thing. that he can pitch. Uh, once or twice before uh the end of the cactus league that would be pretty big that's a that's your at worst that's like a seventh inning guy that's that's like your holds leader right there right him and him and stamina uh and so that would be bad if if pierce johnson can't start the season or if he's not right to start the season so those are the those are the big ones uh pagan's been throwing fantastic Mm -hmm. um just occurred to me haven't seen uh but, but also Jeff Sanders covered a few days. Pomeranz, I can't remember the last time I saw him, but uh, he's been throwing well. It, uh, they've taken, they've taken. let's put it this way. I don't think it's red alert, but they've taken enough hits. And so I was just asking uh, someone last week, just talking, uh, someone in the organization, what are they doing and, and, uh, in terms of keeping their options open to uh, the bullpen at this point? I wasn't thinking anything was imminent at all. And it was just like the routine monitoring of it. I don't know. Could, could could they have stepped that up in the last day or whatever? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. It's it's uh, it's AJ Preller and and like I said, I don't think it's red alert, but it's like they've taken on enough injuries. No more in the bullpen, and then it might be red alert.
1: All right, who's on the bench at the start of the season? Profar is uh, there. We've done. got that, that one's done. One one catcher, but they they might have to carry depending on whether Nola starts the season on the injured list. Um, they're going to have yeah. to carry an extra catcher.
0: Well, if they if Nola's on the injured list, well, if then, he's on the
1: injured list, they don't. But if he's not, right? I guess it depends on if you think he's going to be back in the first week or so. But so there's uh, there's one or two catchers, and then but you've I'm, got who else are we looking at? You've got Mateo. You've got O'Grady.
0: You've got Mateo and O'Grady. Uh, to me, it's it's basically almost a done deal. As great as Tukapita Marcano has played, uh, uh, there are some uh, free agents like Gosuke Cato, uh, uh, Florimon that have played well, but you have the versatility and they've had good springs, O'Grady and Mateo. I, and they bring things like Mateo brings the speed. Uh, I, I, I think it's pretty much a done deal. The uh, fact that Mateo could play everywhere, but uh, well, does play everywhere but third and first and catcher. And uh, O'Grady plays all three outfield spots. Um, he plays first base as well, but they, they're covered there. Uh, the fact that Profar plays all three outfield spots has played everywhere in the infield pretty extensively in his career. Um, I, I think they're set there.
1: All right, I forgot one name, ha Kim.
0: Uh, I think I had him. Now I've got uh, I'm to have to look at my notes, but ha Kim... They keep talking like they they really like him, Jay, and that they're not going to have him start down in the minors. What you see on the field looked like a guy who still needs to catch up. Mm-hmm. So, I think maybe when I made my list the other day, and I penciled in O'Grady, and uh, um, when I penciled in O'Grady and, and Mateo, I left Kim off. Uh, but they keep insisting that they really like what they're seeing and that they're okay with this learning curve and i will say that he's getting every opportunity to mm-hmm. not only start in games but does all his work with uh, gets gets i mean an abundance of work he probably gets more work than any other player uh both individually with Bobby Dickerson and and so and to me it looks like he uh he needs some more time it's one of those where like Everyone's saying that no, he, he he's he's good, and I'm saying, eh. <laughs> have you seen him play at all? He just looks a step behind. He well, does. I mean,
1: the, the only thing I've really seen was when he yanked the throw the other day to start the game, um, but I mean that <laughs> I, I, that, that kind of stuff happens. I wouldn't pay attention to that. But I I have not seen. I, I saw him hit a couple times, and, and he was. I think he struck out both times. Um, you know, I guess you could still keep him. If you only need one catcher, um, you, you, if you're going to carry a, will they have a five man? No, they probably still only going to have a four man bench,
0: right? Yeah, you got to have, I, I think that it, like they haven't said it, but kind of talked like it. And they. I've considered it a given. You don't go with 13 pitchers, you go with 14 right. pitchers. So you've got. Uh, so you only got four guys then. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's, it's interesting with, because uh, obviously Mateo and O'Grady, and Profar and a catcher, there's four right there. So one of those, uh, and, and a catcher and Profar aren't going anywhere.
0: They have to, um, they, they're they giving every one of those guys the opportunity to show it. So it very well may be who performs best. O'Grady could be the odd man out given, um, or Kim, but the versatility—if you're carrying—if you're carrying 14 uh, pitchers, the versatility is big, and Mateo's having a heck of a a heck of a spring, and right. he has the speed. Well, and we've still got what 10, 11 days mm-hmm. left in
1: uh, in spring training, so things do have a, a way of usually sorting themselves out. But so we'll have more to uh, more to discuss next week, which will be your last uh, your last hot lava uh, in Arizona. So.
0: Yeah, just yesterday my phone switched my hotel to home you know and you get in your car and it says how many minutes to home uh it hadn't done it yet and then just yesterday as it as it happens three weeks or so in the spring it said you're uh, 14 minutes from home um no i'm not <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a little more a little more than that so getting closer right. though getting closer it is it is. I'm, I, and you know what? It's it's a different feeling of, uh, you know, even last summer camp, right? You're like, oh, yeah, these guys can be pretty good. It sure seems like it. Sure. This year, it's, you know, look. This team doesn't do well. We got to start thinking that they traded Babe Ruth at some point, or somebody didn't (laughs) want to move into Qualcomm or something. Because uh, this team should be pretty good. Uh, And so I'm really, very much looking forward to uh, the games actually mattering, keeping score, seeing how guys are doing, questioning Jace Tingler. Ah, I can't wait. Um, All right, thanks everybody for joining us. Talk to you later.